This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Knicks looking to win another game. Second leg of a back-to-back after that impressive victory last night in Philadelphia. Let's get through these phone calls before we get to the football. Let's hit George. He is hanging out in the Lower East Side. What's up, George? Hey, brother. What's going on, Ty? How's everything going? Everything's um, good, man. What's up? To, uh, nothing much. Let me shut this off. Um, so, first um, point, man, DeJounte Murray, man. Perfect for the Knicks. Honestly speaking, his youth, his length, his width, you know, everything that he brings to the table, he can handle the ball. And that contract is gorgeous for what he could do. We would pretty much have him at very much um, low prices based off of what he can offer, right? So I think that bringing him in, man, would legitimately bring us to the finals next year, depending on what we do with OG, bring us to the finals and possibly the chip with just hanging on to what we have. And I can't say this here because Block and Small staying in there, but I think that we need a- another backup center right now. And honestly, if we get Capella and get uh, DeJounte, I think that would be perfect, man. Now, another thing I wanted to speak on, man, the inconsistencies of the NBA. Y'all getting that 25-game, you know, situation, and I'm looking at LeBron and what he did to Jaron Jackson yesterday, that can't be allowed, man. He should be suspended. And on top of that, I also question the whole situation with Giddy. There's no type of word as to what's going on. They keep talking about an investigation. I've never seen somebody be investigated and still be able to play. So those are just my three points, man. And I just, you know, for the most part, man, we need DeJounte. LeBron should be suspended, and so Giddy shouldn't be playing right now. So let's just go in order of that, and I appreciate the call. As far as DeJounte Murray, I like the move. It's an interesting fit. He gives you some defensive prowess on the perimeter, and he continues to to elevate your defense. And he's a guy who, yes, I I look at him as more of a combo guard. My question is, and even if you think Jalen Brunson is better than, uh, than Trey Young, my question would be, why didn't that work? Because that was supposed to elevate them. Remember, the Hawks were in the conference finals. They trade for DeJounte Murray. And it just never brought the results that we thought it was going to bring. So, you know, could that just be, you know, Brunson would be more or, or, or better suited to bring out the best in, in, in DeJounte Murray? Or is that just he's not really the piece that you need going forward? The reason why I'm not in love with the move is because I I think the next one has to be what gets us past Milwaukee and Boston? What gets us into the championship conversation? Because you know, if you're trading for Murray and Capella, which I don't think is going to happen uh, unless you're moving Mitchell Robinson, because then what happens when, when Robinson comes back? Capella's not coming off the bench. So let's just say you I'll, – I'll play that game. Let's let's say you move uh, pieces for Trey uh, – I'm sorry, for DeJounte and Capella. That's a lot of draft capital. You're going to have to to mortgage the assets you have in your roster. You know, Fournier, Grimes, maybe McBride. Like, I, I just don't know that that gets you to championship contention. I'd rather hoard those picks, hoard the assets for now, and see when that next star becomes available, whoever it, whoever it is. Uh, LeBron, should he be suspended uh, for elbowing Jaron Jackson in the face and it wasn't called? I don't think he should be suspended. You want to compare it to John Morant on Instagram uh, with guns, uh, who was a repeat offender, who who also met with the commissioner and lied to his face, continued that bad behavior that was just detrimental and, and, and culturally just a bad look. Can't compare him to uh, to John Morant. That's that's foolish. As far as um, 
Josh Giddy, yeah, the story is obviously nefarious, right? The the you know what we heard about on social media, the details are just just disgusting. It's it's just you know it's it's terrible, and you do wonder what's happening. But if the league is investigating, we we what am I to say about that? I I don't want to get in the way of uh, of what they're doing. But if we do find out that what's being said about him is true, they're gonna bring the hammer down on him. They are absolutely gonna bring the hammer down on him. Is it a little bit a little bit suspicious? We haven't heard anything. Maybe. But at some point, the details are going to, to emerge. And we're going to see everything that happened, you know, with Josh Giddy and the alleged victim. So uh, let that situation play out the way that it, that it does. And if, if, we, like, if we never get an answer, that's one thing. Uh, the fact that it's delayed, sure, it's, it's a red flag. But I do think at some point we are going to see how this, uh, how, how this situation plays out. Because it's distasteful. If if it's true, it, it it's for me. I want to be responsible in how I discuss it, just because you know we got to have all those rumors confirmed and, and you know the league investigate and everyone investigates. So I don't want to you know irresponsibly just come on here and and start hurling insults and, and you know say say any types of thing that's that's demeaning. But if it's true, then of course you I'll, I'll be the first one on here calling for that man to be suspended. Uh, let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good afternoon, Ty. Shout out to the company. Hello to Julian and Chantel. Just wanted to definitely, you know, chime in, talk with you, have some chit-chat. You know, I know you saw my tweet, you know, about General Hospital. Didn't know you were a huge fan. 60 years, man. Yo, shout out to General Hospital. Frank Valentini, executive producer. You know, my guy Maurice Bernard. You even get Stephen A. Smith on the show. I love me some General Hospital. I actually got to catch up on uh, Friday's episode uh, after this after the show today. Oh, no, definitely. Uh, I um, enjoy because you know, I, I remember um, growing up with my mom, my sister, and my grandmother, and they were all into the ABC soaps of all my children and One Life to Live and General Hospital. So, yeah, <laughs> I definitely um, remember the re- remember growing up watching, um, watching it with them. So it... Um, Definitely wanted to, but also wanted to switch gears and talk, you know, a little bit of Lakers with you because I know you're watching the game, and I, you know, I was watching it, you know. Um, I, I, I'm a huge LeBron fan, and I'm a person that does defend him with the, you know, Jordan um, goat debate and all of that stuff because I feel like people sometimes forget to mention Kareem and, you know, when it comes to the GOAT, without those three, they're kind of interchangeable. But it's just one of those things with me where it's like, that was just such a bad look from my my view just watching it. Because watching the coach, if I'm that coach, yeah, I'm jumping onto the court. Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, Taylor Jenkins was not happy, man. He he was all all on the floor. And yeah, he's so I'm clearly not, defending, you know, one of the best players on his team in a, in a, yes. a move he thought was dirty. Yeah, so I'm just like, so I'm not going to say, you know, you know, he deserves to be suspended because it's not, you know, something that he has a history of, like other people, a.k.a. Draymond Green. But yeah. it's more of a situation where there has to be, like, some type of fine because that was just, like, it, know, it was something that it was You know crazy. what made it, it worse, like, Jose? The fact that the officials after, and this just, just bothers me so much, especially, and I think this, yeah, it's it's only in the NBA, really, 
where an official gets a call wrong, a, a coach rightfully is you know passionate about voicing his frustrations, and you mm-hmm. compound that by giving him a tech the way that they gave Taylor Jenkins a tech last night, which yeah, just I, to I, me makes no sense. Take the L. He's he's upset because LeBron yeah. gets away with forearming. Uh, and appreciate the call, Jose. One one of his best players. Uh, in the face, it's a, it's a blatant call that can't be missed, and somehow they miss it and compound it by giving Jenkins a technical foul. Now the Grizzlies go on to win the game, and they've been uh, really good. I, I want to say it's six and three since John Morant has come back, uh, so they end up winning the game. But in the grand scheme of things, officiating across all sports is terrible. But that right there really bothers me. Spikes in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? Well, it's hoops time, so we it can is. talk. It's like to put the station on any time, the Knicks win, and get here the same 12, 15 people who know their hoops. That's good stuff. Yes, sir. So, What's, what you got so, for me, man? No, listen, the Knicks are very deep. This was a great move. I'm not judging it more than first three games. They've cut their defense by 30 points, you know, 99-point average. It's a small sample, but one thing I do know about basketball watching for so long is that the Knicks have five or six, you know, really solid defenders. And that's a laboratory made Tom Thibodeau. Yep. You know, OG Ananobi is uh, a perfect fit for Tibbs, as is Josh Hart. And uh, you look at stats and you look at when you play the teams, two good wins. Let's see how it plays out. Not crowning anybody anything, but I would be reticent to make a move too soon. Number one, if you want Donovan Mitchell, he's going to tell Cleveland if he hasn't already, I'm not re-signing. So you got the Carmelo thing from 2000, whatever it was, right? And as far as uh, overpaying for DeJounte Murray, uh, I wouldn't right now. I'd let it play out and see where we're going. And I feel bad for those who lost their homegrown products. I think quickly wasn't signing, so you know, what are you going to do with him? <laughs> you know, you, you hit a home run. I don't think there's ever been, besides Reggie Jackson, before you were born, a better free agent signing in the history of New York sports. Oh, Jalen Brunson, you, know? you mean, yeah. Right? So so you got a bargain with Brunson, and you need the money. You got to, you know, you can eventually pay him more. He's worth more. Uh, as far as everything else goes, the ball movement, the ebb and flow, and watching guys who play basketball, and I'm sure you still play if you have time, is moving without the ball. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah. Really is. So I'm happy. Uh, the uh, Isaiah Hartenstein made himself a boatload of money, and I think when Mitchell comes back, uh, you're going to be very, very deep. And uh, not watching ISO ball until the last, you know, two or three possessions of the game suits me fine. Yeah, so I'm happy. The- it's a tough. Yeah, tough beat for you last night, though. Yeah, that that tail end of the doublehead. Appreciate the call, Spike. You get uh, a Randall one of eleven, and you still win by thirty six points in Philadelphia against the team with the fifth best record in basketball, with a guy in Joel Embiid who's playing even better than he did last year when he won the MVP. You sign up for that every single time. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Back to your phone calls. We'll get to football coming up next, right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. No, this. The Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Before we get back to your calls, I, I do want to touch on football. It's the final 
weekend of the regular season, week 18. And I'm on, honestly, I, I'm just annoyed. I, I'm really annoyed because, like, we had all of us at the station really had, like, recycled this joke about, you know what? You know, with the Yankees and the Mets doing what they did, can't have the Jets and Giants do the same thing. And it quite literally happened. Like clockwork. Giants open the season Sunday night football, dusted by the Cowboys by 40. Jets, the and it, it's funny but also sad because I'm a Jets fan. It's like, well, you know, given how the Giants played, tomorrow night can't possibly be much worse for the Jets. And somehow in a win in overtime, a walk-off win in overtime against the Bills, the Jets had a more miserable game than the Giants, who had lost by 40 to Dallas the night before. So I'm just annoyed. We get to the fi- like we get to the last weekend of the regular season, and what's the conversation? Well, you know, Giants, plain spoiler, Jets, we got to end the losing streak. There's nothing with, with substance, nothing of significance. We've had to go the entire season talking about two bad football teams, and this is where we are. So I guess I'll throw it out there. Your Giants, right? Tomorrow in this game, I'm not a Giants fan, so I I can only do so much as far as like looking at it through the lens of the Giants fan. I would imagine you care more about the draft pick than you do about winning this game and possibly you know spoiling it for the Eagles. You would imagine Dallas is going to wipe the floor with Washington, uh, but it, it, you know regardless of what happens, you don't want to win this. I'm not saying you go into this game rooting for your team to lose. But you do understand that big picture, it's in the best interest of this team to to lose games. And let's just say Washington does pull the upset and they beat the Cowboys, which would be a mess for Mike McCarthy. Uh, and then the Patriots beat the Jets tomorrow, which is on the table, right? It, Belichick's last game, um, that's on the table. And they've beaten them 15 straight times. If those two things happen... Depending on you know strength of schedule, Giants could get up to what three, maybe as as high as two. I got to pull up Tankathon. Right now, the Giants are at five, so they're five and eleven. We know Chicago because of the ineptitude of the the Panthers. They've locked up the number one overall pick. So, uh, second, third, and fourth are Washington, New England, and Arizona in that order, all sitting at four and twelve. So you get a win from the Patriots over the Jets. You get a win from the Commanders over the Cowboys. Giants can move up to to, to possibly three. Then you get uh, the Cardinals tomorrow. Uh, they're playing uh, in a game, of course. Who are the Cardinals got tomorrow? Arizona's got the Seahawks. The Seahawks need that game. Uh, and Seattle also needs some help. So uh, there's a t- it's on the table. You can move up to as high as two. I, I, guess, I guess depending on the strength of schedule... Regardless, you can move up. So that, to me, is more important than possibly playing spoiler uh, against the Eagles. That's more important. And with the Jets, I, 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 I struggle with this. There's a conflict because you're miserable regardless. In any outcome tomorrow, you are going to be miserable. What do you root for in this game? Is it ending the 15-game losing streak, sending Belichick out of New England with the loss, and you know that's going to haunt him forever. He despises the Jets. For his final game coached on the sidelines with the Patriots in Foxborough, he's losing to you know Trevor Simeon's Jets. He's not going to love that.
But that also means you push New England closer to getting their franchise quarterback, who we know is going to haunt you for the next decade. So that's on the table. Or lose the game for the 16th straight time to them, even in a year they're historically bad. So regardless, you'll come out of it feeling great. This game is such a, a psychological and emotional conflict, so much so I'm not even looking forward to watching it because I don't know what, what the hell to root for. I will say this, though. What's the difference between losing to them 15 straight times and 16 straight? I don't think there's that much of a difference. I guess the the accent on it is, well, you couldn't even beat them when they were historically bad. The Patriots don't have a, t- a football team. Bailey Zappi has replaced Mac Jones, who was bad. Bailey Zappi last week threw three interceptions in the first half. One was a pick six, all in Bill's territory, oh, in New England territory. That was as bad of a half as you're going to see all year long, and you're losing to that guy. So I just, I mean, I don't know what to root for. Like this is, it's the conflict. But I, I just keep coming back to the difference between losing 15 straight and 16 straight to New England is what. I don't want to give them a quarterback. I don't want to compromise my draft positioning. So I, I can't physically come into a game rooting for my team to lose. It's just unnatural. I can't root for missed field goals and, 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 and you know, Brees Hall fumbling and Garrett Wilson dropping passes, strip sacks at Tr- Trevor Simeon. I can't root for that. That's That's silly. But do I come out of it at the end saying it's best for us in the long run? Sure, maybe. What absolutely can't happen, though, is you get embarrassed, which part of me is curious. I I don't want the Jets to get embarrassed, but I'm curious as far as if they get their doors blown off them tomorrow and it's an epic failure, and that's coming off of the same description in that game against the Browns where you now have 10 days to prepare for Bailey Zappi and you just get washed. I get Woody came out and gave them the vote of confidence. They're all coming back. But I am curious what happens if they just get their doors blown off tomorrow uh, against Bailey Zappi. Yikes. Ira in Staten Island. What's up, Ira? Hey, what's happening, Ty? You just eased my pain. What's the difference between 15 and 16? Basically nothing. So you just took all the pressure off tomorrow, but you know. Seriously though, Ira, like, like if if you go into next season and it's sixteen, and you somehow end it, okay. The difference between fifteen and sixteen is so benign. Like I can't use that as my basis for what I'm rooting for tomorrow. No, no, I get it. And then listen, I'd love to see them win and send Belichick out with a loss. It would be fitting after he quit on the Jets and. He loses his last game ever in Foxborough to the Jets. That that would be that would be the you know the story. It would be you know what comes around goes around. But you know with the weather conditions that they're going to be playing in tomorrow. All right, there's no shot zero that Salah has his team better prepared than Belichick will the Patriots. Not only that, you know the Jets already have mailed it in. They activated four players from the practice squad. Okay. They, it, 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 I think they're going to play a bunch of backups, and if this game gets out of hand, 
the first two players I get off the field, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Yeah. You do not – listen, they, you know, God bless Brees. You know, his knee is held up. I am not letting him run in a foot of snow on ice. and, and, and There's no way. And But to your point, if they get waxed in this game getting out of control, which I don't think that's possible with the weather conditions they're going to be facing. I mean, they could get embarrassed 12 nothing. It's not going to be 40 to nothing. But if they get embarrassed up there – and and Harbaugh hasn't signed with the you know he nothing's going on with the Bears yet. I, I I make such a beeline for him, and I don't care what I said two or three weeks whenever he said it. Um, he, he, I got to do something. I, I, I it, you know, it, you get to a point where how much could you take? I mean, yeah. you go up there, you get shut out, and you, you your team looks like they they mailed it in. They're not prepared. They're not ready to play. And then you see the same coaching mistakes. That's how you're going to end the season. When, when there's maybe somebody out there that could turn you. I'm looking at Harbaugh as a type of guy. I don't know if you were born yet. When Parcells came into the Jets and he turned around the franchise. Yeah, of course. Come on, I get him young, but come on. That's just okay, and he did it. He, he did it. He did it with the Patriots. Okay, Harbaugh has had the same thing. Wherever he goes, he turns programs around. You know, if there's any minute chance of getting your hands on this guy, then then I would actually root for the Jets to get whacked. But here's the here, so here's the thing, Ira, and I think there isn't a single Jet fan listening to you right now who would disagree. But here's the here here's the thing, and 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 part of what makes it so frustrating. It's never going to happen just because Aaron's running the show. So you're know, you're married know, to this guy. And which is why like people went nuts when he went on McAfee and and it's like, yeah, you know, I believe in Joe and I believe in Robert. I think that had that had more to do with Hackett than it had to do with Douglas and and, and Sala. I I I think 100%. he really wants Hackett here. And there's no way you can fire the head coach, fire the GM, and keep the offensive coordinator. And people say, well, elevate Hackett to head coach. Like, even the Jets aren't that dumb. Like, even the Jets can't have a historically bad offense and then somehow promote the guy who's running the offense to the most important position, you know, the head coach. Like, not even the Jets can do that. No, they can't. And, and you know, it's, it's amazing that you just said that. I can't, I mean, and maybe I do research, but maybe you might know, you might not know. Where was, did you have a star player, a guy like Rodgers, that was had the control, like you just said, that things need to be changed, but because of his position and because of the guy that he likes to work with, he they can't do anything because you got to keep a, a, a secondary coach around yeah. because the top two guys, the, the, you can't fire them because what are you going to do? They're not nobody's going to come here and take a job and keep acting as offensive coordinator. So it's they, they, they it's amazing how they made their bed and it's unfortunate it turned out this way, but it's just everything since the signing has just it, bad, everything man. has gone the wrong direction. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I'll be in for uh, Anita Marks tomorrow morning. So you know, call call me back, Ira. I love talking to you. Man. I'll catch you in the morning. Sounds Appreciate good. Appreciate the call. Uh, it's it's so depressing. It's so depressing. So let's continue to get into the Jets talk Giants. I mentioned we will uh, switch back to the Knicks at the top of the hour. Uh, Steelers Ravens underway. Pittsburgh needs this game and some help uh, in order to get into the playoffs. Uh, they it, it it just kicked off uh, in Baltimore. Ravens not playing anyone. 
they locked up that number one seed last week. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that. And, of course, tonight we got the Texans and the Colts. I'm really excited about that game. I- I'm rooting for CJ and D'Amico Ryans, and I'm not hiding it. Black quarterback, black head coach, sign me up. We here, baby, till 630 right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. I woke up. And decided to start preparing for uh, an, an endeavor. You you enter the the new year with some some resolutions, some goals, and one of my goals is to run a half marathon in May. So I said, you know what? Today is an excellent day to get it popping. Uh, so I started with six miles today. Six miles felt good, but it's so damn cold outside. You feel that 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 cold air in your lungs. And I feel like I'm gasping, forever gasping throughout the show. So I wanted to make sure that wasn't coming across. And they say I sound all right. Chantel, you say it sounds cool, like I sound normal? Chantel. Chantel doesn't want to talk. Julian, I sound all right? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was at the other uh, producer seat. No, yeah, you found you sound fine. And um, I, shout out. I to thought you got all shy on us. I'm no. like, what's going on here? No, no, no. I was just not sitting in my normal seat. But there we go. I sound okay. Yes, sir. All right. And you was gonna say shout out to me for uh, wanting to run a half marathon. Mm-hmm. I totally support your journey. I hope you uh, document it. I appreciate that. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be tough. Today was fun. Uh, body feels a wreck right now, uh, so it's gonna it's gonna be in some recovery, but it's fun. I'm looking forward to it. I got five months to prepare, so shout out to anyone, in, you know, embarking on that this year. Got some fitness goals. Don't don't be ashamed in your New Year's resolutions. I want to be, I want to be more humble. I want to be more loving, more caring. You could you could throw all of that on on your list of, of what you want to become. This new version of you, and don't let people make you feel shamed about it. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I want to become a better Jet fan, and how that presents itself, the opportunity to become a better Jet fan is to give me a product that is worth watching because I've been watching hot garbage for thirteen years. I guess twenty fifteen they finished ten and six. But for 13 years, 2011, they, they were in the playoff hunt with two le- two weeks left to go in the season. It's just, come on, man. Give me something. Give me something. And by the way, uh, for the Giants, uh, they're about to have yet another, yet another double-digit loss season. Eight double-digit loss seasons in the last decade. And yes, you can feel good about Shane and Dable going forward. But what I will say is none of it's going to matter if you don't get your quarterback because we know Daniel Jones is not the guy, which is why it brings us back to losing is better than winning. And if we weren't framing it in that mindset, we'd be forced to talk about how just last week your boy Brian Dable lost the Giants yet another football game. He lost them that game against the Rams. We would be forced to talk about that. But because you're in such a miserable spot where the loss is a win, we don't have to do it. But Tyrod Taylor last week put them in great position to win that game, and the head coach of the football team got soft, got conservative, started running the ball with no timeouts, and played for a long field goal with Mason Crosby off his couch. Made no sense. 54 yards. 
should not have been the situation. You keep that aggressiveness going. And it made you feel like, is the coach tanking in-game? No, of course not. He It just was a bad moment for him. That's the second game this year he lost for the Giants. Lost the Jet game, and then he lost the Rams game. Ultimately, it's going to work in your favor, but you got to get the quarterback. You have to get the quarterback. And, you know, we've been... We've been saying this all season long. It's not breaking any news, but you can be as down on Philadelphia as you want. The reality is, as long as that team is in place with that quarterback and that head coach, they are going to be a contender for the long run. You can you know, make all the jokes you want about the Cowboys not getting to an NFC Championship game. The reality is, if Dak Prescott is the quarterback of their team, you know, I, I'm not throwing Mike McCarthy in there because I don't trust him. But as long as Dak is the quarterback of this team and he's going to get paid uh, this offseason, they are going to be a contender. And now you have two contenders in this division who you can't beat. Couldn't beat the Cowboys, couldn't beat the Eagles, and that's been the case. What, they lost 13 of their last 15 uh, to the Eagles? Haven't beaten the Cowboys since 2016? So you're starting essentially every year with four losses in your division. You can mop the floor with the commanders. But as if you can't scratch against the two contenders in your division, your only path is via the wild card. Which means that that second team who doesn't win this division, they're on the wild card. So now it's a crapshoot with you and all these other teams in the other divisions. And you're not closing the gap. You thought you did, but you haven't done that. And now we're going through a reset, drafting a quarterback, hoping Brian Dable can can develop said quarterback, which he should be able to do. Like you trust his ability to do that, you, but it, you, you just feel further away than you thought you were. At, after last season, thought that you had made up some ground. This year showed you, no the hell you did not. Let's hit Michael in Brooklyn. What's up, Michael? Today. Hey, what's up, Michael? What you got? Listen, uh, I want to talk about the Jets, um, basically, regarding tomorrow. Um, in my personal opinion, I I really don't think Belichick cares if he wins or loses this game tomorrow because he's killed us so much over the season that even if we beat him tomorrow in Foxborough, even though it is his last game, it's just a scratch because he's going to think I about disagree. all the times he's... No, he's I just, completely I mean, disagree, especially because, I mean, I, he's not... But Michael, he's not leaving the Patriots on his own volition. Like he's being forced out. No, of course. So to to course, so to right. have for so he's dealing with the emotions of that, right? And now you're staring yeah. at um the 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 prospects of a, an operation that for the better part of the last three years has been a failure as a general manager. You know, to some degree as a head coach because of the quarterback situation. And now you're being forced out being handed an L by an organization that you despise. So I, I, I do think that that's going to sting for him a lot. I, I completely disagree with you there. Uh, I, I understand where you're coming from. But at the end of the day, he's even though, he has, like you said, he's being forced out, he doesn't really have anything to play for besides basically him getting the last laugh, which I agree with you on that part. He will be getting the last laugh if he does win this, uh, I, if he does win this game tomorrow. Appreciate but, the call, Mike. Listen, Don't, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you, my bad. I, I I prematurely cut you off, Mike. Um, but I don't undersell the ego of athletes and the players. I, I don't care how much he's beaten this Jets team 15 straight. 
Uh, if he goes out with the nail, that's not going to play well. Let's hit uh, Lee in Long Island. What's up, Lee? Hey, Ty D. How we doing, sir? What's up, bro? I wanted to piggyback off of, uh, of Ira and uh, the last caller there a little bit with the Jets. <laughs> I could not personally care one way or the other whether or not the Jets win this game. Obviously, I'd like, rather have the draft pick. I'd also like to end the streak, but both of them are kind of bittersweet because the season was a disaster. But my biggest concern this offseason is I am very I, – I hope Woody Johnson realizes this too, um, even though I think he's completely clueless, uh, so I have very little hope. Um, I don't want – I know Joe Douglas is definitely on the hot seat for the season. He has to make the playoffs, and I do not want this guy mortgaging future draft picks from this team to try to get – the team to where he thinks it needs to do, go, go to get into the playoffs or, or to try to win a Super Bowl because I was I was not a big believer in the Aaron Rodgers trade when it happened. I started to buy him a little bit over the summer, but basically every nightmare I had about what kind of a person he was leaving Green Bay has come to fruition. I mean, you see what kind of a, a complete uh, narcissistic diva. What was your alternative? I'm just curious, Lee. What was your alternative? No, no, no. I, I will say this. My, now, my, I, I want to be clear about this. My alternative – um, I, I didn't feel like they had one. I, my, my logic at the time was you made your bed with Zach Wilson, you live and die with that, and mm. unfortunately you died with it. Like you, you <laughs> set, like, you know when they say you draft a uh, – if you, if you miss on a quarterback early in the draft, you set your team back five years? Yes. They set the team back five years. And Joe Douglas, by trying – and by, by not only eating that contract but then trading assets for Aaron Rodgers, he was trying to like get a quick fix solution to – Fix his huge mistake. Yeah, and I did. I just I felt like there was. It's it's not. That's never a way to fix a football. Yeah, but you could never. You could never, Lee. If Aaron Rodgers, think about this. So he had twenty eight touchdowns, twelve interceptions, playing with a broken thumb, and it would have registered as one of the best uh, best seasons in Jets history for a quarterback. Now he was a year removed from. Wait, Lee. Let me just finish this point, and I'll I'll let you. I'll let you retort. So he was a year removed from the second leg of back-to-back MVPs. When that guy goes on Pat McAfee's show and, and says, I want to play for that organization, I'm sorry. You're, you're in a spot where you're not afforded you know, that, 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 that reasonable doubt. You're not afforded the benefit of the doubt is, is what I'm looking for, actually. Uh, because th- this is a, a Hall of Fame player who wants to play for your team. You've got a championship defense. You've got a, a otherworldly receiver and a running back. So... That you're not in any position to say no to Aaron Rodgers, and they haven't. They haven't said no to him once, by the way, since he's been here. But um, <laughs> which is part of the problem with why way they're constructed. But I would say this: uh, first off, at 40 years old, his Hall of Fame years feel like they're behind him. And and the second part of that is if he if he's such a great commodity, Green Bay could not wait to run him out of town. And that has to be a red flag. And the reason he wanted to come to the Jets, there was no other team flying out to meet with him. There was no other team willing to trade assets to get this guy. It, the Jets were bidding against themselves. You know that. We all know that. That's was, fair, Lee. You know, he, I can't argue with that, Lee. I appreciate the call. I'm up against the clock. I can't argue with that. That's a great phone call. I, I, even if we disagree, we have a, a healthy back and forth. I can't be mad at you today saying, look, I have my reservations. I accepted it. Uh, he won me over during the summer in Hard Knocks, but then all my nightmares came to fruition. I can't be mad at that take. My my question, though, is what's the alternative? And when your answer is Zach Wilson, <laughs> buddy, we saw how that played out this year. And now they're about to trade him for nothing. For nothing. He's done as a Jet. So that would not have been a good alternative. But I hear you. I hear you. 800 Back to your phone calls. Kaz at the top of the hour. 
Rolling to 630 right here on 9870 SPN.